This is Pokemon Masters, a Pokemon Go podcast. Your critical hit of Pokemon Go and the news from the Pokemon world around us. Logic and adultiness don't always apply. Here are your hosts, Jolt Switch Mac and Roxy. Hi there everyone and welcome to another week. It is just me here this week. We have been having some some issues there. Roxy's been having a really bad uh, issue with her back, so sitting and recording a podcast is not uh, the most comfortable spot, so it'll be just me here this week. I do apologize for missing last week, but uh, I'll get you all caught up. Now, of course, I do like to mention that our podcast is part of the Pokemon Professor Network, so make sure you take a peek at PokemonProfessor.com for all the other bits and pieces to that network, and maybe you'll discover something else you'd like to tune into. Now, this week, of course, we have our event radar. Spotlight hours have been updated. We are recording on the 3rd of November, so you've already missed Cubone Spotlight Hour by the time you're hearing this podcast, but uh, I'll touch on what's coming up next, and you'll be able to take a closer look and know what to expect moving forward. I'll delve a little bit into our spooky message unmask that we got to experience. Uh, legendary raids have been having a bit of an adjustment. Special research of course has changed because November has arrived. There is the Day of the Dead event that has already happened. Some special weekend events coming up too. Community days, not one but two here for November. And some limited research knowledge. Rookidian data mines a little bit. We do have a new version, uh, 0.191.1, so I've got some information there. And the Battle Arena has a, a quick tidbit of information for Go Battle League Season 5, which, as we mentioned before, would be only three weeks, but again, we'll reach there when we get to the Battle Arena. Some uh, move decks, so information to add to your move pool, and the Specialist Cup. Now before I get too deep, I always like to mention that our podcast is sponsored by Rogue Energy, which is a healthy way to increase your natural energy, sharpen your mental focus, and reduce fatigue. Uh, today I'm running on uh, an espresso, a double espresso, and a bunch of Rogue Energy. Uh, just a, a quick pointer to everybody, don't do that. Just stick with your healthy alternatives, such as that Rogue Energy. Trust me, I'm paying for it right now. Um, I've got an ongoing headache that just won't quit. And we do enjoy that strawberry kiwi uh, and keep hydrated with our fruit punch. We did actually receive our dragon fruit mango, which is a really interesting combination. I thought I'd like it because I'm usually a mango fan, but uh, it's not something that I would like to hang on to. I still enjoy my fruit punch as I always have with water flavors. Roxy, however, really enjoys that dragon fruit mango, so she's been enjoying that one there. Now, as a type 1 diabetic, I don't have any concerns as Rogue Energy has no sugar, so it doesn't uh, bother my blood sugar levels, I don't have to worry about testing or taking insulin for it, which is a huge positive here for us. Now if you're not really sure what flavor you like, if any of the very few we've mentioned doesn't really pique your curiosity, you can grab a starter pack which comes with a few flavor packets, which are just one serving of each so you'll be able to do a taste test, and a shaker cup as well. Now, Rogue Energy will keep you running for 8 hours easy, and has no crash at the end, which is more than I can say for most energy drinks I've experienced in the past, before they stopped working. 
Now, if you do hit that rogue link in the description, or you can even go to rogueenergy.com and use our promo code Pokemon Masters for 10% off of your orders. Just keep in mind it is spelled the same way as we spell it on our podcast, so uh, if you hit the link, it's it can be much easier. So jumping into that event radar, spotlight hours, of course, every Tuesday at 6 p.m. local time, running for an hour, as it is a spotlight hour. Uh, we did have Duskull on the 27th of October. Today, November 3rd, was Cubone with two times Stardust. I totally spaced out because I'd written show notes quite some time ago, so it was uh, not something I was focusing on. I was more focused on you know beating the baby and everything, but Roxy was fantastic to remind me. I got to drop a couple incense and try to catch as much as I could. Uh, next week, November 10th, we'll be seeing Jigglypuff with two times catch XP, so I'll make sure to be on Roxy's case about that one because she's still pushing for level 40. November 17th will be Meowth with two times catch candy. I'm kind of surprised to see Meowth here as it did just have an event. I know it was an Alolan Meowth event, but there were canceled Meowth in there too. November 14th will be Barboach with two times transfer candy. So a pro tip that I might suggest is get your mystery box ready for the 17th so you can get two times catch candy on all your Meltan and then hang on to them for a week and transfer them with Barboach. It is time consuming. Barboach is shiny so it's uh, if you don't have it yet you might want to hang on to it. Grab your Go Plus be able to do that. Um, Meltan does take quite a long time to transfer as it's mythical and you've got to do each one individually which can be a pain in the nuggets. A spooky message unmasked. Now that Halloween event had been running from the 23rd of October uh, right up until today at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll be honest, I only got out for one costume Gengar raid. We did actually have some raid concerns. Uh, we were doing a Mega Hound Doom raid at one point, but we reached out to Niantic Help and they were um, nice enough to return our remote passes. The group itself that had done it and, and the gentleman who had invited us actually completed it, so it would have been cool to get the energy, but pass back is better than nothing at all. Now, a Lowland Marowak raid day had happened on October 31st. Unfortunately, I didn't get to take part. I was a bit tied up with everything. Uh, but it did get that Shadowbone move, which can turn a few of the draws, I believe, into wins. But um, if you got out and you got some shinies with that Shadowbone, great. If you didn't get out, you can always use that, that Elite Charge TM to get that move if you really, really want to go for it. Now, Legendary Raids have had an adjustment, so Darkrai did start up at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the 23rd of October, and they did update it. So we'll be sticking around until November 5th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Between the 5th and the 16th will be another, which I'll, I'll touch on in one of the events, actually, that is coming up uh, within that period. So from the 16th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time until the 24th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll be seeing the Swords of Justice, so that's Terrakion, Cabalion, and Viridian. Now as for the 24th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time until the 30th of November at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, they haven't announced what's coming but they do say to stay tuned. Now October's special research which did wind down a few days back was Shedinja. So if you didn't have it yet it was a good Pokedex ad. It's unfortunate that uh, its effects aren't uh, the same as 
what you see in the video games where you need to be dealing super effective damage to deal damage. It doesn't have the one hit point as it does in game. It's 10. And uh, it can't be used in Go Battle League because, I mean, why would you want to? Uh, Tobitic, the happiness Pokemon, is moving forward here for November. So we will be seeing that happiness Pokemon until December 1st at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm sure we'll have an announcement before then to let us know what will be happening for December. What uh, Christmassy, snowy, icy Pokemon might be moving forward. Now, the Day of the Dead was celebrated in Pokemon Go. They did have a post that came out, I believe, partway through last week. So it was November 1st at 10 a.m. local time until November 2nd at 11.59 p.m. local time. Now, there were more frequent spawns of Pokemon representing different elements of the Day of the Dead, so Cubone, Sunflora, Rosalia, Cacnea, Duskull, and Litwick. Uh, Incense was spawning more Ghastly, Mistrevis, Absol, Shuppet, Duskull, Drifloon, and Litwick. And Field Research was providing Marowak alongside Alola Marowak, Murkrow, and Duskull. Poffins were available as Go Battling Rewards, so anyone who was able to take part got to enjoy that. And there was a special box in the shop that had incense, poffins, star pieces, remote raid passes, and there was even snapshot surprises. Now there is an event coming up, the Pokemon Journeys, which is actually the t newest TV series. It's an animation week event. So starting November 6th at 8 a.m. local time until November 12th at 10 p.m. local time, this event will tie to the two main characters in the series, which is Ash and Go. Event exclusive timed research inspired by the animated series timeline will be available to complete, and there will be the World Cap Pikachu in the Wild. Now, we did just have that as a Spotlight Hour Pikachu, but uh, there will be more available in case you missed out. Now, during this event, uh, Lugia will be back as of November 5th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time until November 16th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so that's what will be filling that gap there, as I mentioned earlier. Other raids will include Ivysaur, Pinsir, Snorlax, Golurk, and others. I'll be really honest, I'm kind of excited to see Ivysaur in raids. I've taken to using Ivysaur because my Venusaur with Frenzy Plant is not good for PvP, but uh, Ivysaur catches a lot of people off guard because it can take a hit and uh, it can land a blast too. Same with Bayleaf. Um, I'm more likely to use my, my Meganium, but uh, Bayleaf... It's not a good one to use. You can catch people off guard with that rock-type charge move. Now, more frequent spawns we were seeing for this event was Execute, Cubone, Scyther, Dratini, Cyndaquil, and Cubone. So keep an eye out for those come November 6th. From the 7k eggs, we'll be seeing Pichu, Mantike, Riolu, and Cubone. Those are all tied to the show there. There is, as I mentioned, that timed research inspired by the series. And Go may even appear in snapshots. Now, for those who don't know, Go from the show has an H, so it's G-O-H, um, and Go inspired avatar items will be available for free in the shop. Now, we do have another special weekend event. I know we talked about the Grubhub one previously, but we do have one coming up on November 7th between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. local time. Uh, tickets have been available from the 20th of October and will be available right up until the 7th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, it is available only to Verizon customers in the U.S., and that's because it is a special event for Verizon. 
you can obtain a ticket by using the Verizon Up app, which I assume is the app that you get for being a Verizon customer. Uh, limited uh, time to research will provide experience points, stardust, incense, a star piece, as well as 100 Trizard Mega Energy. You can hear that pretty much sounds the same as the other event. The biggest change, I believe, is that we see Absol instead of Mawile in the encounters for that research. Now, everything else lines up pretty clearly, aside from the unknown. Instead of seeing G and H, as we are seeing for Grubhub, you'll actually be seeing V and Z for Verizon. So starting as of the 20th, eligible Verizon users were able to unlock avatar items and a pose. Uh, one of which is actually a face mask, so that's pretty cool. I'm a little jealous because I'm stuck with that white face mask, which looks kind of awkward. And um, there are sponsored gifts from select Pokestops for the first time each day in select regions. And later in 2021, trainers in certain parts of the states will be able to take part in legendary raids at their local sponsored Verizon gyms. Now, of course, do keep in mind we have that Grubhub event that will be on the 8th. So if you miss out on the 7th and uh, you want to take part, sign up for that Grubhub event and you'll be able to uh, experience similar pieces. Now, community days. That's right, two. November has two community days. First will be Electabuzz as of November 15th, between 11 a.m. local until 5 p.m. local time there. Now you will be able to evolve to Electivire to get Flamethrower up to two hours after the event. Um, taking a look at Flamethrower with Electivire, it's not really a breaking the mold kind of move like Blast Burn or Hydro Cannon. Um, but if you want it just to have it, go crazy. It does say to take snapshots, which means we'll probably see Electabuzz in snapshots for that event itself. Usually it's five, but I don't know if we have any information from the data mine itself. I didn't notice it. I'm going to be honest, uh, these community days aren't really interesting me so much. So I, uh, I'll i be honest, I might have dropped the ball on those. Um, the community day box will still be that 1,280 Pokecoins. You'll get an elite fast TM for Electabuzz Day. Three Super Incubators, three Incense, and 30 Ultra Balls. There will be exclusive timed research as well as field research for the day. And you can get the Electric for Electabuzz. Um, paid research itself for one US dollar or equivalent in your local value. And Elected will be hatching from two kilometer eggs. Now the bonuses we'll be seeing is of course the three hour incense that we are used to at this point and one quarter hatch distance. Now the other one will be six days later so that's November 21st at 11 a.m. local time till 5 p.m. local time and we'll be seeing Magmar. Now when you evolve that Magmar to Magmortar for up to two hours after the event they will be learning Thunderbolt. So they're changing elements there between the two. Again, it's not really something that you're seeing making a huge difference in their gameplay. But again, if it's something you want, it's available there for you. Again, snapshots, community day box for the same cost. The only difference is you'll see an elite charge TM instead of a fast TM on this one. Um, and you will need to pay that no match for Magmar one US dollar for the additional research. So they're kind of double dipping here. I'm a bit concerned about that. I, I'm, it's becoming more. Um, it's not pay to win. Is not the right terminology for it. It's pay to get exclusive thing. 
I mean, you can still get certain moves with your regular fast and charge TMs. It's not a select, it's a, a reroll. Um, things you can't get are like your community day moves, so if that's a, a concern there for you, of course, um, you do need those elite charge TMs, but I'm a little bit concerned with seeing this. I'm hoping we're not going to start seeing two community days moving forward. I'm hoping that the Pokemon we see will be a little more special, I guess is the right word. Uh, it will be the same bonuses here. Uh, you'll see Magby from 2k eggs alongside a quarter hatch distance for those eggs. Now there will be a limited research event on November 28th, uh, but the featured Pokemon hasn't been announced yet. They say to tune into their blog for more information there. I know that when Roxy isn't with me, I'm able to fly through things quite quickly because well, Roxy is our um, comedy relief. She loves to talk shit. She loves to chat about just about anything. She'll talk about anything in the middle of anything. Um, I'll be honest. Uh, it's probably boring as shit for you to listen to just me talking. And I get it. Roxy's fun. I'm not always fun. I can be fun. But uh, I'm actually kind of bored sitting here not talking with her. Before we take a look at that data mine there. Just keep in mind that our podcast is powered by Patreon here. So for as little as a dollar a month, you can help the PvP scene that we admin within our region and keep those gears turning on our content. Any little support always helps immensely. If monetary support isn't quite your thing, just drop a rating on Apple Podcasts. You can take a peek at um, Good Pods. I believe it is. There's a new app that's very similar to... Um, it's sort of like Facebook or Podcasts where you can tune in the podcast and then you can share them and post about them like like a link or whatever it's pretty cool take a look good pods is a, an interesting app um it allows you to rate as well as provide information pod chaser is a like an imdb for podcast take a look there at your favorite podcast leave ratings leave reviews send messages if you if you want um just let us know that you like what you hear now the data mine actually dropped while I was writing notes for the show here, so thank you Pokeminers for that data mine, that is huge. Um, the Android 11 snapshot issue is fixed. Now I can speak to how annoying it is to take pictures and not have them save, which I assume is the issue that they mean. Um, I just got the update before I started the podcast and my, uh, my snapshots have started to save again, so that's a huge positive here for me. Um, we did have our first snow here in Canada, I went outside and I started trying to take pictures, I was really excited, and I got upstairs and started to look to edit those pictures, and none of them saved to my camera roll. I was not happy. So uh, now they're saving again, we'll be able to start taking more pictures and be able to post to Instagram. I know we sort of let that fall to the wayside, we've been really busy, um, but we do have pictures going up here and there of us and the Pokebean and some of the dogs and everything. But uh, Pokemon pictures to come, I promise we will get working on that because I know everyone really enjoyed them and, and love to share them too. Now you can toggle to show your friends Mega Evolution, so the same as the online offline feature as well as the recently caught feature, that portion is in the code as well. So uh, once they turn that on, you'll be able to make that selection if you'd like your friends to see if you have a Mega Evolution that's active. There is the possibility now of Megas in PvP. There's a toggle in the code to have them allowed in Go Battle League. Yeah, that's sort of the assumption of 
what we are seeing, um, but it is up to Niantic's discretion, of course. Um, they have announced recent or previously that they aren't allowed at this time. So hopefully moving forward, if you're really, really into it, I don't know if anyone's seen the videos of Megas being used in PvP, but it hurts. It's a, a, a yeah, not a fun experience. Previously we had spoken to Extra Large Candy. Uh, there have been more details added to the code. Um, previously, the um, I thought it was similar to the console games, where you know when you get to the, those stats up to a higher point, you need a, a larger candy to continue to power them up. Um, it looks as though that may be what we're looking at here. Uh, extra large candy can come from feeding Pokemon in gyms and transferring Pokemon to Pokemon Home. So another bonus to that feature that we're still waiting on uh, further announcement for here. Uh, the coding does show that extra large candy or XL candy um, is used to upgrade Pokemon to something. Uh, not to be confused with Porygon's evolutions, of course. Now, Pokemon Go does show code for transporter energy, and it's refreshing every hour. Um, so I guess that transporter is very similar to sort of the link cable they speak to in the original games before you could, like, Bluetooth them. I don't know if anyone's from that era, but uh, that's that transporter energy we're speaking to. The cost for transfer is linked to your Pokemon's combat power, or CP. So 0 to 1,000 will cost a certain amount, 1,000 to 2,000 will cost a certain amount, and 2,000 and up will cost more. Uh, it does show a minimum level required for use in the code as well. And uh, there is a field in the code as well for Pokemon that are unable to be transferred. So if they're not able to go to home for whatever reason, um, it, it won't let you transfer them. Now as for that Pokemon organization feature, there is uh, that tagging feature we'd spoken to. That there is another minimum level required, so they want to make sure people are leveled up to a certain point to be able to use these pieces. There's also a max number of tags that you are allowed to use. So uh, I'm not sure what that number will be, but it's kind of interesting to see there. Rocket balloons do have code for a tally coming forward. That could mean that there's a possible badge tied to it, because uh, we do of course have the rocket stops that also get counted in the same places when you do the balloons. Uh, the balloons may become their own badge, but we'll have to wait and see about that one to see what happens. Now moving into the Battle Arena, Go Battle League um, has rounded out the Master League as of October 26th. The Halloween Cup has ended as of recording, which means that um, well, I guess I didn't get to get any of those rewards because I didn't get to take part. I was a little bit busy. Uh, we are seeing all leagues at this point and the Premier Cup. So as of the 3rd at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time until the 9th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, all those leagues are available, so Great Ultra and Master, alongside that Premier Cup for the Master League itself. Now, we do have Go Battle Night back. They did reschedule that. We've spoken to it before. It, it will be November 5th at 6 p.m. local time until 11.59 p.m. local time. I will include the Flying Cup, which will be in Great League, and your Pokemon have to have a flying typing with them. I believe everything else has stayed the same, so 20 sets of Go Battle League, which is a total of 100 battles. 
we also should be seeing two times stardust for winning completing sets and ranking up i'm stuck at about level five here i haven't been able to battle much so uh, i'm hoping to grind it out to at least level seven so i can get my elite tm at the end of the season and when you evolve to pidgeot you will get the exclusive move gust now i will be streaming my battles for go battle league starting at 8 30 p.m eastern standard time with all of my battles and everything and i'll be pushing to raise funds for the diabetes research institute um, it is actually uh, diabetes awareness month for november i know a lot of people are doing the november thing and that's a huge piece too but i'm gonna make sure we're focusing on everything that's around and so we will be raising funds for the diabetes research institute throughout our stream uh, again we will be starting up at 8 30 p.m eastern standard time with our battles here that'll be after we get Layla to sleep and everything, so I should be able to just get on stream and power through. Now Season 5 will be kicking off as of November 9th at 4pm Eastern Standard Time. Now, I know I thought the Cups or the, um, the Leagues would be their own, so Great Ultra and Master, but they've actually given it a little bit of a twist, so this could be really interesting. Starting off, it will be the Little Cup which means that um, from the start of that season, so November 9th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time until November 16th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so I got the weeks right, um, only Pokemon who can evolve but haven't, and the CP limit will be 500. That's really an interesting tweak, and will be really fun to see what happens here. We'll also be seeing the Kanto Cup, so that's Pokemon numbered from 1, to 151 that's the first set of pokemon we got we'll be running from november 16th at 4 p.m eastern standard time until november 23rd at 4 p.m eastern standard time and that will be in the great league only so only things under 1500 cp and last but not least from the 23rd at 4 p.m eastern standard time to the 30th at 4 p.m eastern standard time we'll be seeing what's called the catch cup now this one becomes a little bit interesting. It's only Pokemon that you've caught from the beginning of Season 5 allowed. So that would be November 9th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Anything you caught from that point on will be allowed in this tournament here. It will be Great League and all mythical Pokemon are banned. Now rank progression will be a little bit different this season. From rank 1 to rank 2 will be from Battles Completed and then onward. So to get to ranks 3 up until rank 10, you have to win a certain number of battles for each rank. So it's no longer at the MMR when you get to rank 7, I think it is. And um, it's just purely based on wins, which makes it a little more interesting, because, I mean, if you win enough, you should progress up, and it doesn't subtract when you lose, which helps. Now for Season 5, we will continue to see those no-lock battles. Our remote battles at good friends and you can still scan your qr code from any distance rewards will be very similar so again rank 7 will have pichu v ray avatar apparel rank 7 can encounter current tier 5 pokemon so legendary pokemon that you're seeing in raids at that tier 5 level you have that account encounter availability when you're in your reward track there and rank 10 will also have that pichu v ray encounter so keep in mind that it's the Avatar Apparel at level 7, Encounter at level 10, or rank 7 and rank 10. Uh, I still have not seen Pikachu Libre because I have not made rank 10 yet. So there's the fun for me.
Uh, end of season rewards will be very similar. Um, anything from rank 1 to rank 3 you'll get Stardust. Rank 4 to 10 will be Stardust, TMs, and a premium battle pass. Uh, for rank 7 and up, you still get your Elite TM. It will be Charge TM for Season 5. And Season 6 will kick off as of November 30th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I haven't spoken to a time frame for the season itself, so that means we will have to wait and see if they're back to the uh, Great Ultra and Master, or if they're going to implement some more cups or something like that, which will be really interesting to... Uh, take a peek at. Now as for the move decks, we do have a new moves. So Incinerate is going to be a new move, uh, a fire type fast attack that we'll be able to see on uh, Kanto Rapidash, Typhlosion, Ho-Oh, Unova Darmanitan, and Chandelure. It'll be really interesting to see some more fire type attacks to, uh, to sort of round out the meta. Updates to moves, things like Poison Sting. And I'm kind of um, happy for this update to the fast attack because it's going to generate energy faster. A flame charge is another update that we'll be seeing. It's a fire type charge attack that will now be teachable to Kanto Rapidash, Entei, Embor, and Chandelure. Now as I mentioned earlier there, the Specialist Cup. I'm not sure how many people have heard of this yet, but it's, um, it's a really interesting meta that it's spoken to as a cup it's not done the same as most of the other PvP bits and pieces that we've seen, uh, but it has been. It was created by a gentleman that goes by Mr. Doctor Pants. I'll, I'll put his Twitter in the description here. Um, he's hosting it through Sylph, but it's an unranked tournament, so it won't affect your Sylph rank as there are limitations on it, and those are the rules for Sylph Arena. You can't have ranked tournaments with limitations that are not Sylph-based ranked pieces. Uh, you do have to be within the server to get your rankings for the tournament. He's actually manning that on his own. I'll make sure that the Discord as well is in the description. Um, basically what you're doing is selecting your specialty and you get to battle with its type restrictions. Uh, very similar to being a gym leader, except it's not like one or two types. It's it's uh, It has a well three types, to be totally honest with you. And they're not sort of linked. Like for instance, the, uh, the First Kanto badge, the Boulder Boulder badge, um, came with rock and ground types, which are very similar. Um, these are a little more spaced out, so it's easier to create a defense for your team against the other types of teams. Now, when you enter tournaments, you gotta use your class's restrictions and figure out how to counter with the other classes of selected battlers. It's really interesting here. Uh, the classes range from Ranger. Ace Trainer, Beauty, Scientist, Rogue, Hiker, Mystic, and Warlord. And with those typings, of course, the Ranger is allowed to pick Flying, Bug, and Grass types. Now, they are dual typing is allowed, of course, and all of these Pokemon can know moves that are not of those types, but each Pokemon has to have at least one of those typings. The Ace Trainer has Fire, Grass, and Water, so very similar to the starter Pokemon for most of the games. Now, the Beauty class has Fairy, Water, and Flying types. Scientist is Normal, Electric, and Steel. The Rogue class is one of the more common ones that I've been seeing. Um, you can actually see how many people have signed up for each role. Um, and you can rotate through the season itself, but uh, I'm seeing people pick Rogue more often than not. Uh, the typings for Rogue are Dark, Poison, and Ice. Hiker, when the first sort of opening of the season tournament came around, 
there were no hikers, so I grabbed that one because I wanted to be. I wanted to see what I could do with it. Uh, hiker is rock, ground, and fighting. So that fighting type helped out quite a bit. Um, I did actually get a win. Not like a, a best of three win, but a, a one match win ever. So that was pretty cool. I've got one more match left in the first sort of opening cup itself. So I'll let you guys know how that one goes. But um, if you're not really good with metas, don't pick Hiker because it hurts. <laughs> Just to be totally honest with you. Uh, Mystic is actually Ghost, Psychic, and Dark Types which is a really interesting combination. And last but not least, you have the Warlord, which is Dragon, Normal, and Fire types. So as I mentioned, you do have the capability to change your classes through the season, but in the midst of a tournament, you can't make that adjustment because uh, it can throw a, a monkey wrench into everything if people are trying to figure out what uh, what class, what group you are. Um, you got to stay put until the tournament's over. Now another piece that is coming that uh, has started actually is the Go Team Up event, which is put on by Go Stadium. Um, so, as I've mentioned in many of the podcasts before, I'm really big into Team Regicide. I've talked about them multiple times. I've sort of introduced everyone to them. If you've listened to some of the podcasts, um, if you haven't, you can scroll through the thumbnails. Anything with their name on it, I'm talking about them. So take a look. Uh, they are in Group One in this tournament here. That's sort of a round robin with those those teams. They'll be facing the boys Arbok, Infinity Go, and Metal Hunters SV, the Zekrom division. So I'm really interested to see how they do, and uh, I want to see some of their gameplay and, and be able to speak to it. There are 21 different groups um, of usually four. Some, I'm seeing two groups of three, but um, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what they put forward and. I'm, I'm excited to see how they're doing here. I know that uh, quite a few of them have been doing really well in the Silver Arena tournaments for Season 3, which only just started, which is always a positive. And I'm kind of curious to see what they do with the Marsh Cup that we are experiencing here this month. So aside from that, there's not too, too much to go over here. If you do have any questions or concerns, you can drop us an email. I still do have that joltwitch at outlook.com email. I have actually created an info at PokemonMasters.com if it's a little more uh, easy for you. Now just make sure you're tuning in on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. I believe a new app is coming for Stitcher, so everyone keep your ears open. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are really active everywhere. Um, where we stream is Facebook, so um, if you want to watch that stream and be able to donate to the uh, Diabetes Research Institute when I do that stream, uh, come Thursday, um, just take a look there. Make sure you follow, make sure you like. It'll notify you when I go online, if I ever go online, do other things. And I promise I don't only play Pokemon Go, so we can um, chat and everything there. As I mentioned, you can send us an email. Again, the email addresses we have are joltswitch at outlook.com and info at pokemonmasters.com. You can leave a text or send us a WhatsApp message or vo voice note at 548 800-5091. Everyone hang in there, stay safe, wash your hands, and uh, we'll try to get that fun back to the podcast as soon as possible, I promise, okay? 